A white man? No! Hello and welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. Uh, it's now my turn to struggle through <laughs> a recap uh, with my scratchy voice now yeah. that Emily has her voice back. Yeah, mine's back, so. <laughs> uh, so I apologize. I just passed it along. <laughs> uh, but we couldn't wait to talk about this one. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. I've been saying that a lot lately. Yeah, this is... And this is a classic. It is. In that they made it problematic for no real reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Criminal Minds. They, they have a knack for that. Yeah. And this is one that I read the description, and I think we talked about, like, I don't know if I remember this. Maybe I do. And then as soon as I started it, I was like, oh, it's this one. Yeah. Um, because they, the, like, IMDB little description at the top of the page does not no. Do the plot of this story justice. They've, I've noticed they've done that a lot this season where like they kind of like bury cryptic? the lead on yeah. it. And then you like start watching it and you're like, oh, that's not how I would have described this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're afraid to give too much away in the uh, description at the top of the page. But they're keeping it close to the vest. Uh, this is one is worth watching, I think. Yes. There's a lot going on here. Um, we're discussing Bloodline which originally aired January 21st, 2009. And for a moment, I was like, man, we already made it to 2009. Once we get into the 2010s, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Yeah. It's like time creeping closer and yeah. closer to us. <laughs> exactly. Even though this was still 14 years ago, but... <laughs> no, Sarah. It was four years ago. <laughs> it's not possible <laughs> that it was that long ago. Exactly. Just how I'm not in my late 30s. I'm still in like my early 20s. Yeah. Though, you know, mm. just speaking of how young and vibrant I am, a quick aside, I was using, I wanted to test what I look like with that new TikTok filter that makes you look like a teenager. Yeah, you saw mine. <laughs> it, it made me look like a 10 year old. Yes, it actually made me see how much your son looks like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I went to use it and I was like, I look exactly the same in both. And there's no way that I at the age that I am, actually look like a teenager. I know I do not. Why do I not look any different? And then I read a thing online that if you're really like tired and you have big dark circles under your eyes, it can't take them away. And I think <laughs> I'm just so baby sleep deprived <laughs> that even the filter can't help how bad I look. That um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's like mine basically looks like just if I used any filter that just smooths out the lines <laughs> in my forehead. Other I'm, than that, I... I'm like, too far gone. I'm too tired. I'm too dehydrated. This filter couldn't work hard enough for me. No, but. they should have a, uh, like a warning on there that's like, if you have a baby under the age of one, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't even you, bother. Don't bother. Because it was a real emotional crash from, man, I look exactly the same. I must just look so young to reading more about it and actually realizing I'm so bad <laughs> that it can't help me at all. Anyway... Nice. <laughs> Anyway, the episode we're talking about <laughs> is Bloodline. <laughs> I can't remember if you said that or not. I did. I did. Okay. But I, I quickly got distracted by how bad I look and how tired I am. <sighs> Anywho. Anyway. Uh, there's some good um, guest stars in this episode that yeah. we see right off the bat. Did you recognize anyone? 
Um, right? It starts right away where we see the family, right? Well, first we got that like weird, like previously on criminal oh, minds thing, right, which right. they almost never do. Yeah. And this is the, this is smack dab in the middle of season four. So I didn't know why we were getting it. That was, it was making me wonder if that was like one of those seasons where like you got a weird longer gap. Oh, maybe. Between, like in the middle of the season. Yeah. Like when they were on like hiatus or whatever. And then they like. Yeah. It could have been. I, I don't know. Or if they're just trying to remind you that like Jordan sucks. Jordan sucks I think job. so because I think this is our last Jordan yeah. episode. So that could be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we uh, starts right off mm. with um, the couple and their son in a car and they're pulling up to the house. Um, and the dad is Andrew Divoff. Divoff. Yeah. Divoff. I don't know how to say it. I don't his know name. how to say it, but he was in Air Force One. <laughs> yeah. And his IMDb profile picture is him with an eye patch, which is just shit. <laughs> um, the mom, Cynthia Gibb, has been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. She was in Young Blood with Rob Lowe, which is obviously yes. a popular film in our household. <laughs> Um, and she's been in a lot of like crappy TV Christmas movies. Uh, uh, one more recently, though, I thought you would appreciate was a few years ago. She's in mostly Lifetime, so not in like, oh, okay. my niche of Christmas movies. But she was in Broadcasting Christmas with Melissa Joan Hart and Dean Cain a few years <laughs> nice. ago. Yeah, which I thought you would appreciate knowing that about her. Nice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they pull up to uh, this house. Um, they're talking to their son about he's he's becoming a man now. Yes, he's almost ten. Exactly. And this boy is at least thirteen. If, if he's a day, if he's a day, yeah. I, there's but. this is not a nine year old. I spend all day with <laughs> nine year old boys, and this is not a nine year old boy. No, no. Which, but he's supposed to be. And, and it was stressing me out because it's another one of those situations where it's like he doesn't need to be ten. Right. So like. Say, like, you're becoming a man. You're almost 13. Yeah. And then I would have had no problem with it at all. But, like, like there I know, is I don't know why 10 was important, if that's based on, like, some sort of actual thing that they're perverting or... I, do, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, he didn't... It didn't need to be 10. Or no. just get a kid who looks 10. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he seems nervous about meeting a girl. So you're, like, wondering if, like, they're, like, going out on a date or something. Like his which, first boy-girl party. Which would make sense. If he was 13, yeah, but yeah. not 10. <laughs> um, and then he asks if it has to be done this way. So it's like, a little like ominous. Mm -hmm. But like the whole family seems like They nice, seem normal. Yeah. You know, like yeah. very sweet to each other and stuff. Um, but they then they get out of the car and approach the house and the mom sprinkles some colored broken glass in front of the door mm -hmm. and then they break in. So you're yeah. like, okay, nothing good is happening. No, no, no. I don't think this is a first school <laughs> dance. If this is a boy girl party, he wasn't invited. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Jordan tells Hotch that a couple was murdered in their home in Alabama and that their 10 year old daughter was kidnapped. And Hotch is super on the case. Like immediately. He's got He's his like, go what back. Do we in his hands? Let's get out of here yeah. right now. Uh, tells everybody to mobilize immediately, wheels up in 30. Jordan doesn't seem like she wants to go. She does not. But then like pulls it together yeah. and joins them. And you know how I love a tight timeline, but it's yeah. also a child abduction. So I'm like, this could go either way, yeah. right? It's too soon to tell. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah. too soon to tell. Uh, so the kidnapped girl is being kept in an RV closet uh, mm. by the family from the beginning. The mm. RV has like scarves and beads and like hippie looking stuff all yeah. over the place. Um, 
And the parents reassure the boy who gives the girl water from a like copper bowl. Yeah, it's thing. very strange. And you're like, it was so funny because it's like, I, I understand the aesthetic that they're going for, mm-hmm. but like watching it today, you're like, are these people van life influencers? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of just looks like they have an Instagram where they live in an RV and travel yeah. around and like live in national parks mm-hmm. and post about it. They drink everything out of mason jars. <laughs> yeah. And, hey. yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the boy uh, approaches the girl and says he's going to name her Elena. And she... Looks concerned. Yes. As she should be. Does not like that name. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we get our first quote. Winston Churchill said, there is no doubt that it is around the family and the home that all the greatest virtues of human society are created, strengthened, and maintained. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, On the plane, Jordan shows everyone the crime scene photos, and Prentice notes that the the killings were efficient and impersonal because their real target was down the hall. And... Mm -hmm. Jordan gets really mad and she's like, the target has a name. You're like, like nothing know. she said was like insulting or depersonalizing. She no. was stating a fact. Yeah. They're all like, okay, whatever, Jordan. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, get out of here. I haven't been this mad about someone since L. Yeah. Uh, so Kate's biological father was the person who found the bodies, but he apparently is not a suspect for mm. whatever reason. I don't know. Um, They've ruled him out. Yes. At the crime scene, uh, Morgan and Rossi meet a local cop who explains that a person could get lost for days in the very sparsely wooded suburban <laughs> neighborhood. I laughed so in. hard <laughs> because you can see the houses across the street in the shot while they're do- yeah. talking about like it. You could get, it just reminds me of like when my kids go out in the woods in my backyard mm. and like woods. Yeah, you know, there's like, you know two or three acres of woods back there, but like they'll go like run around and come back and they'll be like, how long were we gone for? And I'm like 40 minutes. And they're like, Oh, we thought it had been two days. <laughs> you're like, Oh, okay. That's that kind of one. Yeah. yeah. It's like literally you can see our house from like the woods go up a hill. So you can yeah. just keep looking down and seeing the house. Yeah. They keep referring to like, Oh, way out here. Not like in the city. Like this is a full, full blown neighborhood. Like the houses are like, 30 feet apart, maybe like yeah. a little more spread like, this out is like planned development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not crazy though. Uh, Morgan notes the weird glass on the ground in front of the door and Jordan apologizes to Prentice for being a jerk to her. I was As like, she wow. should. Um, Morgan and Rossi wonder how the unsub killed one of the parents without alerting the other and Prentice and Jordan who are like back at the station looking over evidence and stuff, or are they at the morgue at that point? Um, I think they're at the morgue. Okay. Um, Apprentices, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they know the differences in the two wounds, and both mm-hmm. pairs of people simultaneously come to the conclusion that there had to have been two unsubs. Yeah. They're like, this seems like really basic police work. Yeah, it sure does. But the they, locals like, didn't know. Yeah, they note that, like, they're one shocked. of them was, like, a, like, deep, like, straight, mm-hmm. confident cut, and the other one seemed more hesitant and jagged. And it's yeah. Like, you would notice that. Yeah. Or maybe it was just one on sub who did one with his dominant hand and he's That's practicing. What I was just thinking like on top of the bed hand, like at the like, same yeah. time. <laughs> that doesn't seem efficient. It seems like you no. would definitely wake both people up. Yeah, in the if you were climbing up that. in the middle of the bed, probably. Yeah. Uh, so Kate's father is kind of a mess when Hotch goes to interview him. Yeah, he the local a bit sh- hungover the sheriff says he's 
broken up bar fights that smell better than this (laughs) guy, which I mean, I get it. I'd be a mess. Yeah. I would (laughs) have drank everything I could have gotten my hands on, I think. For sure. Um, The dad can't answer any questions and Hotch kind of yells at him and tells him he's wasting his time talking to him. Um, But then the dad's like, oh, right. I forgot. My (laughs) daughter has epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So they have Morgan check to see if they took the seizure medication. I can guarantee you they did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, conveniently right at that moment, uh, Kate does have a seizure. Mm -hmm. Um, The mother says that they have to do something and the dad agrees and pulls out a knife. Yeah. Like, you're right. We do have to do something. Yes. And the mother says, we don't kill young girls and Mm. then refuses to like help or take any part of this. Um, Later, once it's nighttime, we see the father and the son dumping Kate's body on the side of the road wrapped in a blanket. Yeah. Really just roll her down into a ditch. They really, they sure do. And they like let her go and the kid gets back in the RV and the dad just kind of like stands with his hands on his hips for a moment, like looks around and gets back in. Which is exactly what my dad does once he's finished mowing the lawn. He stands there in like that exact (laughs) position and just looks at his, Like, well, we've done it. Job well done. And he looked upon his work and he saw that it was good. (laughs) Um. But yeah, it turns out that Kate isn't dead. She was all tied up, yeah. uh, but manages to crawl out of the ditch and falls in the street right in front of an oncoming car. Yeah, but I mean, Kate is a fighter, man. Like, yeah. good for her. She is wrists and ankles and just like... It hops up a hill. Yeah, and somehow <laughs> manages to get out of the blanket, up the hill, and flag down a passing motorist, like, at, coming off of a, a seizure. She probably hasn't had anything to eat. Yeah. Like, go it's Kate. crazy. Go, Kate, go. Yeah. Um... At the hospital, Prentice speaks to Kate while Hotch and Kate's dad commiserate about being absentee fathers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're both <laughs> terrible. I thought it was so strange that Hotch was, like, so congratulatory to this dad. Like, he was being so nice to him. Like, you you helped save her life. You you telling us this about her epilepsy is what did it. You're like, the, no. the paramedics helped could help her so much faster. Like, well, first of all, she's old enough. I feel like if they picked her up, she'd be like, I'm epileptic. I just had a seizure. Also, don't most like uh, epileptic kids at least have like the bracelets? Yeah, maybe a med alert bracelet. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty common. I've seen that. Um, I don't know, but but Hotch is like, well, well done, fellow absentee father. But neither of us should feel bad. That didn't help. (laughs) What helped was that Kate dragged herself out once again. Kate saved herself. (laughs) Once again, we've had a victim save themselves. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And the BADO is just patting themselves on the back and everybody else. I thought it was so strange that Hotch was like, I don't know, maybe he's projecting. He sees a lot of himself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, so Hotch wants Garcia to look at all partner crimes in the area Mm -hmm. from the last two years and uh, points out to Jordan that he can't figure out why they left her alive. And you're like, that is a great question, Hotch. There's no good reason why they should Mm -hmm. have. Yep. Um, So Prentice then does a cognitive interview with Kate. I hate when they do these because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. And... They go on and on about how stress is a huge trigger for seizures. And then they put this young girl alone in a room with an FBI agent she doesn't know and make her relive the most traumatic and stressful event of her young life I mean, thus far. I guess far. if you're going to do it, it must, it must well be in a hospital. I just, 
Um, and she takes her from in a bed to sitting up in a chair, which would also be dangerous if you're yeah. expecting that she might have a seizure. I don't know. I thought it was so bizarre. Um, but yeah, I just hate it because they're just like, okay, now close your eyes and ask a couple of questions. And you're like, that's not even how that would work. Yeah. Like they do it they like she's been this, hypnotized. Like, yeah. This fully hypnotic state, mm-hmm. which even when you have been hypnotized, most of the stuff you're remembering is nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Like this is uh. all such like pseudoscience mm. crap. Uh, but yeah, she remembers a tall old man who stuffed her in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. And Prentice is like old like me. And she's like, no, no, even older. <laughs> like what is Prentice like 28? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she also remembers being put in a closet where there were clothes in aluminum foil and hearing bells. She remembers a boy about her age and that her parents wanted her to play with him. Mm-hmm. So Prentice assures Kate's father that Kate was not molested. And she also tells Hotch that Kate was taken by a family and that the son, the mother called the son Poyule, which she knows is a Romanian term of endearment because her mother was posted overseas. Not in Romania, though. Right? I, I don't remember where Anywhere she was posted. Overseas. But just weird that she phrased it that way, like yeah. posted overseas. And you're like... Where? If it was in Romania, why wouldn't you say when my mother was posted in Romania? I know. I know. It bothered me too. Yeah. Wasn't she in like Russia? Yeah. So it was like Romanian close enough to Russian that they would have similar. Maybe or I maybe don't... where she was posted in no, Russia. No, that doesn't make any sense because Romanian is a romance language, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, that, I'm not good enough at geography. Like, is where she was in Russia close enough to Romania? I, I that don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the languages they would have be... been like a lot of Romanian people. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think we can ask too many questions. <laughs> in any they case, sure she was they were coming up with overseas. <laughs> Hawaii. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Rossi and Morgan interview the owner of a local RV park who remembers an Eastern European family, which was odd because she doesn't get many people who speak foreign yes. in her <laughs> neck of the woods. I wrote that line down too. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Not a lot of people speaking foreign around here. Yeah. Uh, she said that they were nice, but they left glass all over their campsite. Mm, but like, she had to huh. clean it all up. So Morgan remembers the glass in front of the door at the house, and she shows them to the campsite she used. And Rossi says that Jordan was right about them being too removed from the human aspect of the job. And Morgan disagrees and said if they got emotionally involved in every case, that they'd never be able to do the jobs they have. And you're like, absolutely, you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. but back at the precinct, Reed finally has something to do in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking, wow, it feels like Reed hasn't had anything to do in a while. No, also his hair looks really bad in this episode. It, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Um, but yeah, the uh, fact that the family is Romanian, or at least speaks Romanian, mm-hmm. and practices superstitious rituals like spreading glass uh, on the ground for good luck means that they must be Romani. Yes, and I was like, wow, look at them. They're going with Romani. They didn't say gypsies. Yeah. But, uh, but I, then I spoke immediately the cop is like, you mean gypsies? Yeah. And Rossi's like, yes, gypsies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and he's, he's like, damn it. They do point out that it's somebody who's like perverting Romani culture. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. It still gets real racist. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was oh. like, 
for a brief like glimmer of time, I was like, maybe they're going to do it. Yeah. They're not going to be jerks. And then they were. Yeah. It's like SVU did an episode where there was a Romani family and it was like about them being persecuted and treated unfairly because of their culture. Right. I know it's, it's going, you know, it, it has to be bad when they make the bad guy a marginalized group. Right. Yeah. So that alone, like is and the thing is, it's like with this plot, I don't, it just, they didn't need to be Romani. That yeah. doesn't add anything no. to no. the plot. It would have been Other just, than the colored glass. It would have been just as interesting <laughs> and possibly more interesting of a story if it was just some weird cult yeah. that made it harder for them to find. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be way more interesting that way. Yeah. But. but anyway, um, so yeah, then Reed tells Garcia, <laughs> who's like, you mean gypsies? Like gypsies, tramps, and thieves? Like, and I'm like, no. oh, God. <laughs> no, not like that at all. Yeah. Um, tells her to cross-reference any similar crimes with waves of petty crime associated with an influx of Romani people in the area. Yeah. And you're like, like, there it damn is. Damn it. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, so Reed and Morgan warn the local detective that like, this is a ritual. They've got to follow it. They're going to kidnap another kid as soon as possible. And you're like, you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about this. You just, Hotch just said 30 seconds ago, we have no idea what this is. We've never seen anything like this before. And like, it could be a ritual. Like maybe, maybe they have to kidnap a girl when it's like, a full moon. Yeah. And it won't happen again for at least a month. Yeah. They don't know that it's like because this kid is imminently pretending to turn 10. <laughs> <laughs> and unless he's turning 10 tomorrow, they have a little bit of wiggle room. I doubt they left it for the last night, right? Yeah, that would be really, really irresponsible on that part. <laughs> Procrastination is a bad habit. <laughs> uh, so the mom says it's too soon to take another girl, which is correct. Mm. Uh, and they should also go to a totally new location to kidnap another kid. But also I'm correct. not in charge of this. Neither um, is she, apparently. Also, they live in an RV, so just yeah. it's not that hard to relocate. Just yeah, go somewhere just else. Just go somewhere else. You think you'd want to get as far away from the girl that you let go as you could. You would think that. But um, they don't. They but don't do that. Yeah, the dad isn't having any of it because this kid is almost 10, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, I had to look up the actor who was 13 at mm. this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the... Son um, indicates that he's like wants some girl he sees in the mall parking lot or yeah. something, and they head off to just go kidnap her. But she looks her. like she's like seven. She looks really little. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. weird. Uh, but anyway, then we get a profile. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Before I do that, yeah. it also was really weird because now they're just like rushing to pick someone, and they'd seemingly seemingly done a lot of like. I don't know, recognizance on Kate? Like, watched them for a while, it seemed like, was the impression I got. Maybe, but... I guess not. Well, I mean, the only reason... Because I was thinking about that, too, but the only reason I was thinking that was because the BAU was like, no, they must have stalked her forever. So if they would have stalked her for longer, they would have known she was epileptic. Yeah, And, like, if they would have actually done any real recon. So I think it was just... The BAU making assumptions. They again. just they planted that in my mind, and I believed them. Yeah. Um, okay. But why would they lie? <laughs> <laughs> 
So the unsubs we are looking for are a family, a father, a mother, and a son approximately 10 years old. We believe they're of Romanian descent. The family travels in an RV, but they also have another vehicle that they use to go back and forth between campsites and cities. We need you to call every RV park in the area. Alert the owners to the look to be on the lookout for a family that fits this description, as well as a campsite that might have broken glass scattered around. The breaking of the glass and the discarding of Kate Hale because of her epilepsy leads us to believe that these are highly superstitious people and that they are playing out a very specific ritual that apparently doesn't include anyone that's epileptic. It seems more likely to me that they kidnap someone who's at, who is, has high needs and they know they're not equipped, they don't have her medicine, they won't have any way to refill a prescription, and yeah. that's why they wouldn't keep her, not because having someone who's epileptic is like some sort of curse or superstition. Yeah, but again, because they're super racist yeah. and they're assuming yeah. that the, it's Just, the yeah. superstition. It's like... No, it's the same reason why, like, I wouldn't, like, I this sounds really mean, but, like, go to a shelter and adopt, like, a high-needs pet because I know that I am not equipped to yeah. take care of yeah. that. So I also wouldn't kidnap a child <laughs> with epilepsy without any way of being able to get their medication for yes. them. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, the focus of this ritual is the young girls. We don't know why, but we do know from the location of Kate Hell's house that they don't come across these girls by accident. They study. They hunt. Kate's father said that she liked to go to the movies at the local multiplex. That's a good place to start. Also look at parks and malls and concentrate on those that are easy to drive that are an easy drive to RV parks. The family is out there and they are looking for their next victim. Yeah. That's one of the worst profiles we've gotten in a while. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's useless. Because basically it's just look for a family of three that looks Romanian. Yeah. Look for some gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, they look like a gypsy. Get them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the profile is interrupted when we learn that Garcia has found 30 similar kills across the country since 1909, mm-hmm. uh, because apparently this has been happening for generations. <gasps> generations, you say? Yes. Uh, Reed notes that killing the parents was really unnecessary, like, uh, especially... Um, the yeah. girls' bedrooms were closer to the yeah. exit. So he's like, they, they didn't need to do that. They could have left the parents alive. They could have just taken the girl. And Morgan's like, you dumb shit. Yeah. Parents <laughs> continue to look for their children uh-huh. if they are alive. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like one of the dumbest things Reed's ever said. Yeah. It's like so purposefully obtuse. He's like, why, why would you kill them? Yeah. Like, what? To so get- no one's looking for them. Yeah. That's another way they messed up, right? They killed Kate's stepdad. That wasn't even Kate's father. So even if they had kept Kate, there would still be someone there looking Again, for her. Again, showing that they have really not done very much yeah, research. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so Garcia calls, and she's found a hit on a hair found on a blanket that Kate was wrapped in, and it belongs to a Kathy Gray who was abducted in 1971 after her parents were killed. Mm. So Jordan is clearly really upset by this, but says she just needs to get a thicker skin. And Rossi is like, no, you really don't have to work here. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she still can't figure out what's going on. So Rossi has to explain to her that these kidnappings are about finding wives for their sons. And it's like, all of this just reminds me of like how much you're, 
press liaison does not need to be out in the field with you. Yeah. They yeah. don't need no, to know. She doesn't like, need to do any of this. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like JJ is a little bit more with it, but still like she doesn't need to be out investigating things and with well, the team. I mean, Jordan was counter counterterrorism before this, right? I mean, she was still an FBI agent. She still had to have seen some shit. And so I don't understand how she's just she like... She still understand nuance. Right. She's just like, <laughs> I got here accidentally and it's just so dark and I don't even know what all of this means. Yeah, because I'm sure counterterrorism was all bright and shiny. Right? Like, there. it just, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. Uh, so the mom is comforting the little girl in the car. Oh, this part's so hard to watch. This yeah. little girl is good. Yeah. She's like sobbing. She just wants her mom. Mm-hmm. And the mom is just like hugs her. And she's like, I know how you feel. I was just once like, I was just like you once and everything. And you're like, man. Oh man. She's so fucked. This yeah. Girl's so fucked. Um, so the dad and the son, meanwhile, are setting the RV on fire. Yeah. I, you I just don't know. Take it somewhere else. Yeah. I guess away. you can't because they're calling every RV park yes. in the area individually to ask if anyone has dumped glass. I don't know, but I feel like you could drive further away than they could call, right? You would think, but they're not going to do that. No, they're still They're going to stay by. right here in the vicinity. Uh-huh. Also, like, where are you going to get another RV? You With know, what money? You don't, yeah, or like. You know, you're trying to keep it on the down low, so you gotta like buy it in cash, and like that's gotta be like hard to finagle. Uh, It seems easier to just keep your car. It's not like they're looking for your specific RV. Yeah, they don't. Uh, Anyway, it's part of the ritual. They need a clean slate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the team is discussing how, since the Romani are close to society, kidnapping girls keeps the bloodline pure. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then they get the car about or the call about the RV on fire. Um, Hotch asks Garcia to digitally alter <laughs> Kathy's photograph to I, see what she'd look like. And I was like, just run it through a TikTok filter. I cannot tell you how excited I was. To see how the simulation, like, I mean, you don't have to wait long for the payoff, but I was just like giddy with excitement be, yeah. based on how bad they do and all of this kind of thing. And it is better than their sketches. It is. But it is. But it's weird because like they like alter everything and it does look like the mom, but it doesn't look like a human person. No, she looks, looks like she like has like fetal alcohol syndrome. A sim. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's a very upside down triangle kind of face. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, Garcia, you are not good at this. Yeah. Like, you should know what people look like. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what Have humans... you seen a people? <laughs> um, like, that's why they had that person on Bones. Yeah. They were, like, specialized in that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, there's more Romani slander out at the burned-out RV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they discuss how the family, like most Romani people, mm. are thieves and pickpockets. Uh, yes, and yes. they reference the School of the Seven Bells, which isn't even a Romani thing. That's from Colombia. But fine, <laughs> whatever. Um, thieves are thieves, I guess, right? Um, They're so, all speaking foreign. Yeah, so. <laughs> they are speaking foreign around these parts. Um But anyway, they decide that obviously the family must be going to the closest shopping mall to steal a bunch of stuff because they wouldn't have any money at all. Yeah. They're like, what? Why? (laughs) Why wouldn't they? (laughs) They need to steal immediately. They didn't set their cash on fire. I'm sure they they took it with them. Maybe they also found the burned up cash. Um, But even though it makes absolutely no sense for them to be there, that's exactly where the family is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so the son sees the mom's digitally altered face on the wanted poster, and he's like, is this you? (laughs) And goes to his mom and dad, who are both in the same changing room, apparently, stuffing bags with stolen items. Uh, Automatically a red flag. That's what I... Like, you know what? You walk into those, you two, you walk into those, immediately they're going to be like, we need loss prevention in the dressing area. Like, there's a family of three in a changing room with a lot of bags, and they're rummaging around. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I've worked at a department store. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to think that's a little weird. Um, but, yeah, uh, the mom um, gets arrested for shoplifting because she's suddenly really bad at shoplifting. And, they I mean, the police go into this mall like guns a-blazing. Like, there's uniformed officers everywhere holding her, this flyer, asking people if they've seen this woman. So they're they're tipping them off that the police are there looking for them anyway. Well, and the sun, Which like, doesn't seem like a good way to apprehend the sun anyone. pulls a poster off of like a window. They're just yeah. taping them up everywhere. Yeah. And it's like... They know they're, you're looking for them yeah. now. How is that a good way to get this girl back? Yeah. Like talking to people makes more sense yeah. than slapping posters everywhere. Yeah. It's like then they can just catch sight of one Do you think you want to go in out. covertly? Yeah. So there's not like a huge police presence suddenly in this mall. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Hotch thinks it's awfully weird that she's suddenly so bad at shoplifting mm-hmm. and realizes she must have gotten caught on purpose. So Prentice and Hotch are interrogating her, and they're really obviously doing a good cop, bad cop thing, yeah. and it is exhausting it's, to watch. It is like a comical level of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Um, she, the mom is claiming full responsibility for the kidnappings and the murders. Um, she also says that the girl is better off with her son than she would be with anyone in their society. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're like, at one point, like everybody else is watching out the window and I can't remember who walks in, but one of them's like, is the good cop, bad cop thing working? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Uh, but Hodge shows her all the crime scene photos while Prentice is trying to convince her that she's a victim too. And Kathy, who keeps saying that her name is Sylvia, won't betray her family. So uh, then Hodge starts reading off a list of names of fences. Yeah. And then he says one name and she like slaps the table and says, I won't tell you. And he's like, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> and she's dismayed. Yeah. So they send the cops off to go look for that. Guy, I guess he just like owns the, a pawn shop because yeah. that's where the dad is coming out of when they find him. Like, just like by fences, did they mean pawn shop owners? I, I Aren't guess. fences supposed to, are, like, I mean, if you're, wouldn't you be a little bit more covert about your business? I think, like, welcome to my black market store. There's just a big <laughs> sign out front. It's just White House black market, <laughs> but it's just a crudely painted sign. <laughs> it's just black market shit. Um, yeah, but, um, so they arrest the husband who starts like spewing off some nonsense about how warriors would take women when it needed to be done for their society or some nonsense. I'm like, you really wasted this actor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Rossi brings the son and the little girl into the station because I guess they found them too. I guess they would have been in the car because they didn't have anywhere else to put them. I don't know. It's weird because they say, what do they say to the dad? Like, the dad says, you'll never find them. And they're like, we already have them. And he's, the dad is like, oh, what? Yeah, but they don't like, tell us how or where they found the kids. They would have had to have been in the car. Right? Like, where they don't have the RV anymore. They yeah. would have had to have just been sitting in the backseat of the car. I don't know. You'll never find them. They're right there. Yeah. You, can, you can see them in your car, sir. But the dad, like, can't believe that they figured out where the kids are. Yeah. So it was very weird. 
the mom wants to talk to her son and she tells him that it's just him now and that he has to be strong and then whispers something to him in Romanian. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they're videotaping everything. So they're like, get it to a translator. <laughs> and you're like, what about Prentice? She's yeah. right here. Her mother was posted overseas. <laughs> Uh, So Jordan uh, then announces that she is quitting because JJ would like to come back from her maternity leave three weeks early, which is not a thing people do. No. No one wants to come back three weeks early. Itching to get back. Itching to get back. Yeah. Um, But yeah, then uh, also it made me wonder, like, what's their maternity leave like? If she's coming back three weeks early. Like, do they just get a really generous maternity leave? Because it's not like she's coming back three weeks after she had the baby because yeah. she got six weeks off. I don't know. Maybe they get 12 weeks? Maybe. I don't know. And then look know. into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she kind of tells Koch that he's uh, kind of an emotionless prick sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and that JJ has a really hard job and that they shouldn't take her for granted. And like, good for you. <laughs> and Hotch kind of looks at her like incredulous. He's like... like I wouldn't. I would never. I'm the best boss ever, and I'm very in touch with my emotions. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the first thing everyone says about me. First of all, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Rossi tells the team that the mother, the thing the mother said to the son was, don't tell them about your brothers. And then it like, he like goes to the son and they're like, how many brothers do you have? Mm. Like, the son's not going to tell you no. about his brothers. Which, okay, is so so confusing. Did you think, like, biological brothers? Like, they had other... Right? Because I was so confused by the way they phrased this because they say, like, you'll never find where our son is. And then they're like, no, we found the son. And I was like, do they just have sons, like, in camps? Like, all over the place? Do you know what I mean? But it wouldn't make any sense because they said Garcia found this, like, generational crime, right? That it only happens, like, every 20 years or 30 years. Which it says over the span. No, what was it? Because I got the impression that Kathy Gray was the last one. There were 30 murders over the The course of, like, 1909. 1909. Okay. Because it just seems like it'd be a way more predictable pattern. That somebody would have noticed if in one year when a bunch of them turned 10, a bunch of these crimes happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I was very confused. Or is it like one every year because the kids are all spaced out in age? Though we see when they flash that this is a different set of parents and a different boy. So it's just like cultural brothers? I don't know. Yeah, because he says, like, we'll get our other quote, which is, Mario Puzo wrote, the strength of a family, like the strength of an army, is in its loyalty to each other. And then we, uh, it cuts to a scene of a car in Ohio, and Mm. another couple is telling their son that he's almost 10, and he'll be a man soon, and the mother tells the boy that she loves him, and the boy's like, yay! He's like (laughs) this really cute little kid. And he does look like he could be nine. He does look like he is nine years old, yes. Uh, but then I was like, is the dad one of the brothers? Because he looks like he's 40. Like, he looks right. as old as the mom. Is it the dad's I, brothers? I was so confused what they're... So are they just saying because they're all Romani that they're all... Or it, does he have just a couple of older brothers? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like it. And what if they're? What if they have daughters? Yeah, what do you do if you have a daughter? Kill it? 
Or do you have to like kidnap a husband for her? <laughs> that, I don't know. That doesn't seem like <laughs> no. Doesn't seem like it fits the ritual. And this is why this like I don't know. It's like do you just have to keep trying until you have a boy? I don't know. It's so like I don't know. It just, just it doesn't make any sense. And like this is why it's like this they didn't of, need to be Romani. Yeah. Like, they could have just it would have been better if they were just like a weird cult. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, this is another episode where they like try to wrap everything up too quickly. So there's too many unanswered questions. And also like, this is the BAU, right? Mm-hmm. There, it's the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So they say. So they're like, this is the end of it, right? This one. This other kid, they're about to just go kill another family. Yeah. You, you're telling me that that double murder with a kidnapped child wouldn't immediately be right. on their alert and they wouldn't be off to go investigate that crime now? That's what I'm saying. If this is this, like this like, network that's <laughs> happening all the time, how could nobody have noticed and if they, they got never, alerted to this one? They never come back to the storyline. No. Ever. It's never addressed. <laughs> and, but they leave you, lead you to believe that it is continuing to happen unaddressed. Yeah. And you're like, the, the FBI would be then looking into that now that they are aware of this pattern. Like, that would be it, a major case for them, you would think. It, it just, it's mind-boggling to me. And I was just, I don't know, the, the, the tone of the ending, like they want you to be gasping about it, kind of made me LOL a little bit. Yeah. And because it's just also like an over-the-top setup, but it also just doesn't make any sense in any realm of, Anything. Yeah. And I feel like they just used the like, oh, well, the people are Romani. They're superstitious. It's the ritual is a way of like hand waving away that the fact that none of this makes any sense. Right. Yeah. It's like, like, no, it's beyond our understanding. Cultures have rituals that they do because it is meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. Like they make sense. They don't just do nonsensical things. Right. Like, there is a reason for different cultural practices. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. These foreigns, yeah. <laughs> they do things we could never understand. And you're like, oh, my God. We don't even want to know why these foreigns do what they do. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it's, it's, again, one of these ones that is, like, such a good idea mm-hmm. for a story that they just didn't bother to, like, flesh out into a an actual thought an actual mm-hmm. actual good story yeah yeah which is what makes it so frustrating um so how would you rate this profile um for accuracy helpfulness and plausibility on a scale of one to ten i'm laughing even asking because i feel like it's like a two it is it's like a two and it makes me so mad because it's like technically it worked because they were like well they're because Romani and so Romani, Romani people steal things. So they <laughs> must go to the mall to steal things. Let's go check the mall. And then they happen to be at the mall stealing things. Yeah. And you're like, well, it doesn't make any sense, but also, I guess like, it worked. Is that you... the only mall around? Why that mall? How did they end up it's at the, the closest same mall? mall? Oh, they specifically said where's the closest, the closest mall shopping mall to the new little girl's house. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those, like, <laughs> we make an assumption and that assumption just happens to be true. Yeah, despite the fact that it makes absolutely no sense for them to go to that particular mall. Right, right. 
you would want to put as much distance between yourselves and the scene of the crime as humanly possible. Right. Like you telling me they, they don't even have enough gas money to get out of town. Yeah. They have to steal like, immediately. Where's the furthest shopping mall? Yeah. Because like if part of this is like, because they don't know that the cops are onto them necessarily. I mean, obviously right. they're going to be because how could they not murdered be at this two point? people. Um, but like, they don't know that they're like necessarily looking for people in an RV. Yeah. So clearly they had already planned to set the RV on fire. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing they were going to do anyway. Yeah. So you didn't have the like pre-planning and forethought to make sure that you like had the money to get out of here before you kidnapped this kid yeah. and burned all your stuff. Uh, but they've been doing this for generations and also, getting away with it. Like they're looking at the clothes that they find in the burned out RV and they're like, most of these still have tags on it. They're like, why wouldn't they have taken those to with sell them, them yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah. setting those on fire? And having, because they had to start clean. It's part of the ritual. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. You should make sure you at least have gas money to like <laughs> get to the next state over. <laughs> um, how about for Hotch Watch? We had them at a nine and a half. Would you add anything? Would you take anything away? <sighs> I feel like he still hasn't been doing enough lately. No. Like, he hasn't elicited I mean, the only, like the a only, visceral reaction in me. The only human thing he did in this episode was admit that he's a terrible father. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I true. feel like you don't get a point no. for acknowledging that you're a terrible father. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. You should not. No, I don't think I would change it either. No. I mean, overall, I just feel like it ends up being a really underwhelming episode when, like you said, it could have been really great and it just isn't. There are like so many of these where it's like, I remember the basic plot line of it Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, right, that was a a good plot line. And then when I rewatch them, I'm like, oh, well, it should have been. That's how they get you, right? (laughs) They should have been a great plot line. They weren't intending this for a rewatch. This is a one and done kind of show. Um, or a seven three watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next episode is Cold Comfort, which from the description I also don't recognize, but it has great a great guest star. So great guest stars, I should say. So I can't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Obviously, there is. I Good think I'm planning to rewatch it. <laughs> There's so many of these where it's like, and it's just my entire life where I'm just like, I think I remember this one, but it also could be another <laughs> police procedural with a slightly different. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. We'll all just have to come back next week and see what happens. Yeah. Well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the unsub is a white man. You can find our merch on Redbubble. If you buy anything, be sure to tag us and post about it. Um, we'll share you to our stories. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we'll be at the closest shopping mall.